This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 3, Episode 7, Professional Courtesy. And let's start it off with some announcements. We have a few. Um, so the first thing is, is that um, post-game chatter is coming up. So send in your questions to us. Our email is uh, essential NPCs podcast at gmail.com. We no longer have access to the fan mail at essential NPCs, so don't send it there. You can also send it to us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, SoundCloud, or Patreon. So lots of places. Yep. And there's even a contact us form on our website, which is essential NPCs.com. Uh, as for other announcements, uh, I want to uh, thank Everyone who uh, tuned in for the live stream event we had last week, uh, it went really well. We played End of the World Zombie Apocalypse. Um, we had a really great time doing it. Uh, we had a little bit of Q&A, and um, uh, you can watch the second half of the stream on YouTube. Um, unfortunately, we uh, were, you know, it's our first foray into uh, live streaming and uh, we uh, ran into some technical issues and lost the recording of the first half. Uh, the first half is Dan uh, Covert and I uh, deciding we needed to leave our um, safe hold in the zombie apocalypse in our apartment and try to make it to an evac point uh, in the city. And so it's just as I like, kind of like setting out and running into some trouble. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of that is missing. But the second half is still really strong. So if you guys want to check it out and see how the system works a little bit and, you know, uh, watch the Q&A, um, you're more than welcome to. It's going to be on our, uh, on our YouTube. Uh, so there is a link to our YouTube uh, on our Facebook and our website. So you can go there and get the link to our YouTube channel and go watch some stuff. There are also a couple of podcast episodes on there as well. Just a few. And for our final announcement, uh, we actually made this announcement uh, for anyone who is watching at the end of the live stream. But uh, now for the rest of you to, to learn, uh, we've officially uh, decided our game system for series four. It is going to be Tefra, the steampunk RPG. Um, and in addition to that, we already have our cast picked out as well. It's the same cast from the live stream. Um, Addy, Dan, Covert and I are all going to be playing Tefra. Uh, I am going to be running it. The other three are going to be uh, playing in it. And um, that will start right after uh, Series 3 finishes up, which I believe will be right at the beginning of 2017. And uh, yeah, Tefra is a really cool system. Uh, it's like your standard Victorian-era steampunk uh, but it's got a couple different twists. There's different races like satyrs and elves and stuff. It's really cool. Um, we're going to talk a lot more about the setting and the system uh, later on in this series as well as right at the beginning of series four. Um, so uh, you guys should definitely check it out because uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to have a lot of fun with it. It's a really fun uh, system. You can roll a bunch of D12s. How often do you get to roll D12s? Not that often. <laughs> Um, but that's it for announcements, so I believe we can move on forward to Words with the GM. Hi. 
Hi, GM. Hi. Uh, this is Words with the GM Hi. about Series 3, Episode 6, Connecting the Dots. Uh, that was a pretty uh, pretty fun episode. Uh, a little bit of downtime for us. Yeah, nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> we did set up a little bit in this episode, um, and I wanted to uh, uh, commend you for your bravery <laughs> because you uh, you put the power in our hands, which, I mean, already in Uncharted Worlds, the power is, like, super in our hands. Whenever we roll uh, well enough, we can just make whatever we want happen. But uh, you, we had this plot thread going. You know, we started to dip into this conspiracy, and then we had this moment of, of reprieve where we could, you know, lick our wounds and, and recover, and then... Uh, I ask, do we have any uh, new orders from Commander Frost? And uh, Commander Frost basically just goes, I have a lot of stuff on my plate. I have to clean house. You know, uh, I have to do a lot of stuff specific to my ship. So if you put in a request, I'll probably approve it. Um, and you, you, it was effectively you as the GM being like, you guys can uh, continue down this rabbit hole of this conspiracy and uh, all these different things. Or if you're not liking it, do something else. And, and like you put it that completely in our powers, like maybe I would have been like, all right, cool. Dorvin wants to reconnect with his sister. And now I, I'm going to put in a request for a security detail, you know, on the station that my sister works at or something like that. And then like all of a sudden we're in a completely different campaign where we drop the earlier plot thread and move into something completely different that you don't have planned, uh, which is... Who said I didn't have anything planned? <laughs> All right, fair. I guess I shouldn't assume, but <laughs> the point is uh, that we—it's uh, a plot thread that we haven't touched at all. We could have just completely taken a left turn, and uh, I mean that happens enough already. So it was extra interesting that you, as a GM, uh, flat out asked us if we wanted to take a left turn. <laughs> yeah, I try to plan uh, what I call release valve moments um, into every single campaign and and not just one um the the moment where i'm asking for an honest answer about how my players feel about my com- campaigns it's not about like storytelling it's not about um world building or or you know growing people's characters or, or teaching people how to play um this is about servicing your players. Yeah, it's almost like a, it, like I like how you put it, where you said uh, it's a you know it's a way to get an honest answer. Like it's it's a flat out like, do you want to proceed down this route, or do you want to? Is this campaign what you want it to be, or do you want to change it? Um, yeah, because everybody gets into DMing for one of four reasons. No one else will do it, and they want to <laughs> play badly enough. They have a world they want you to explore. They have a story they want to tell or they hate what's going on in their group and they want to do something different. Yeah. I've seen so many groups fall apart because like the G like no one agreed with what the GM wanted to do. So then like they, they splintered and then like a couple of them were like, yeah, well here I'll GM because I know what kind of game we want to play. Yeah. Um, and so the, the, the way to stop that last scenario is to give the release valve moment to be like, okay, you guys, here is your mini resolve, you know, like, um, yeah. Do you guys want to keep doing this? Cause otherwise there's other stuff you could do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, um, I, I say it's an advanced technique because it's, it's, you learn to make it about your players, um, after you learn that 
it's a group story. And after you learn that it's your world, but they're experiencing it. Um, and those are like the first two stages of DMing. And then the third stage is, okay, these are, these are people that I'm entertaining and let, and I'm letting entertain me. Right. Um, right. And they can't entertain you if they're not having a good time. Right. Um, and to sum it up in, in a, in sort of a, a phrase is that the whole point of the release valve is to make sure that everyone is getting what they want out of the campaign or having the opportunity to say, no, this isn't what I want. Right. And the reason that you put it in your campaign rather than talking to them afterwards is because if you go up to someone and you say, Hey, are you guys having fun? They're going to very rarely if they're your friend. Yeah, <laughs> is someone going to be like, no, this is the worst. You're not going to get that response. You're going to get the, yeah, it was great. I loved fighting that owl bear for <laughs> six hours. I hate fighting owl bears. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Seven more owl bears. Check. No. Um, oh, would you like a release valve on that? that <laughs> Too thing? bad. More owls. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the release valve is uh, really just a measure of how the group is doing together and if uh, to make sure that everybody's getting what they want. Well put. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, favorite moments in episode uh, six. What was your favorite moment as the GM? All right. I'm going to be honest. It was Mabel. <laughs> it's always Mabel. <laughs> it's not always Mabel. Last time it wasn't Mabel. I just said Mabel, Mabel OP a lot. Mabel is the well-be of this series. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but actually, um, uh, Mabel is, I think, a really great foil to a lot of the characters. And that's why I think she works so well. I didn't intend her to this function is that I just thought it would be really funny for her to like stalk Steve because she fell in love with him and was like a little fangirl. Um, but it turns out that like everyone she interacts with, she is actually like a really great contrast. Um, and even though it was initially unintentional, um, it's something that I'm actually really proud of. Um, and you get to see a lot of that this time. Um, because like when she's with, uh, Doravin, um, and, and she's like, it's, you know, not scary. And then he's like, there's no need to be afraid. And she's like, I'm not afraid. I didn't say you said what I said it was uh, that it wasn't scary. So it's not scary. It's not scary, sir. sir. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, it's the way that she is so incredibly likable, um, and warm to Dorvin's somewhat colder, um, stiffer yeah. Yeah, demeanor um, that illustrates, um, you know, that that foil concept, and and she does that in one way or another for everyone in the cast, uh, and that's something that I really enjoy listening to because I think that that contrast really highlights some of their best and most entertaining qualities. Yeah, her interplay with all of the different characters is always really entertaining. What's your favorite moment? My favorite moment would probably be the uh, uh, the phone call with Nasha Kali and her <laughs> aunt, Shasha Hasha. <laughs> Um, mostly just cause, uh, it was a lot of fun. Like it was really entertaining watching the interplay between you and, uh, and Seth and that, like, 
all these like weird Tenreki isms like cropped up. Where he's like, oh, you know, we always thought his, we always said his quills grew in the wrong way, and then a little bit later be like, oh, you should have kids. I'd love to have some spinies running around. Like it just, it was. You could see you guys playing off each other, like you dropping a little like line and then him picking it up and like running with it uh, to make this like realistic and entertaining conversation between a, a character and an aunt who she didn't really want to be talking to <laughs> in the first place. Um, uh, it was funny when I was sitting at the table and it was also funny when I was uh, editing it. So definitely my favorite part. Um, but I think uh, that's, uh, that's enough. It's been kind of a long words with the GM uh, leading up to this episode. So uh, let's get ready to listen to episode seven. And uh, before we do, I need to let you, the listener, know what the advancement triggers are for this episode. These are the triggers that, when they happen, everyone gets to mark a little bit of XP to advance their character. Uh, So everyone will get experience points in this episode when a vital lesson is imparted, a difficult promise is upheld, a pivotal data cluster is assessed, or a structural weakness is exposed. Keep an ear out for uh, for those triggers. Uh, when they happen, we'll probably break character and cheer because our characters will be leveling up probably. Um, so uh, with that, we can move on forward to Series 3, Episode 7, Professional Courtesy. Enjoy! I am Captain Andalith Dorovan. Approximately 10 years ago, I was given command of the GBC Patrol Clipper, designation Pixis. My father, who happens to be the Nyloth High Counselor, was less than pleased at my decision to stray away from the political legacy I was born into. I willingly left the burdens of fundraisers and backroom dealings to my sister, and enlisted as soon as I was of age. I believe in a ship with clearly defined rules and protocols. Galactic Battle Command's standardized procedures exist for a reason, and therefore should be respected and observed. However, A good captain selects a crew that can compensate for his own shortcomings. As such, I have handpicked an unlikely bunch of officers to serve by my side. They may require official reprimands on a regular basis, but I would lay down my life for them in an instant, should the situation arise. Though, as a Nyloth, I naturally view any situation that devolves into violence as a failure of some degree, so let's hope it never comes to that. Hi! Lieutenant Nashikali Hasha reporting, pilot of the GBC Pixis. I was raised aboard the orbital station Hephaestus, descended from the comms officer on the Technoka 2. The military definitely wasn't my first career choice. It wasn't really a choice at all. See, I'm pretty susceptible to suggestions, so when an old station friend of mine called up with a job offer, I didn't think to ask too many questions. Turns out, stealing a jump code and trying to make an unapproved jump is very, very illegal. Lucky for me, the officer that caught me offered me a decision. Prison or go to the academy. Captain Dorvin saw my flight record and scooped me up just after graduation, and I've been flying this bird ever since. Name's Master Chief Steve Armstrong. Growing up on Titan, you learn real quick that it's a shiv or be shivved world there. Only way to survive is be faster than the other guy. Them's the kind of skills that got me picked up by the Seoul military. Train me to travel the stars, meet important people, and kill them. Did that for quite a while, until I had the opportunity to transfer to Galactic Battle Command. Took the chance to get out of the life of violence and make a new start for myself. Serving aboard the GBC Pixis may not be as exciting as being a black ops assassin, but it pays the bills and is a hell of a lot safer. Most of the time. 
Instead of trying to kill everyone I meet, my official duties now include making sure all the Marines are ready for a fight, onboard security, and keeping track of all the liquor consumed in the ship's lounge. Captain even entrusts me with his knockout toxin should he ever fall into a murderous Nyloth battle rage. Unofficially, don't ask me what I do on this ship. Uh, my name is Major Araman Touch, head engineer for the GBC Pixis. I left Maba on my Fora homeworld on a mining ship when I was just a pup, with dreams of romance and discovery among the stars. What I mostly got was seven years of indentured servitude in the engine room, but then I escaped to join Galactic Battle Command, whose academy taught me real astronautic engineering with the occasional foray into doomed romance. After graduation, I served on a dreadnought until my old academy buddy, Andalith Dorovan, became captain of his own ship and asked me to engineer for him. The idea of soaring through the sector with a friend by my side, meeting new people and doing some good? It just makes my big dillo heart flutter. And who knows, maybe somewhere out there in the cold vacuum of space, there's a burning star of love for Araman Tudge. The crew of the Pixis, having successfully thwarted a surprise attack on the GBC Lofton, uh, spent more than a few days um, regrowing Steve Armstrong's leg. Like you do. And... Um, and uh, re-equipping, and generally uh, making repairs to the ship and crew. Replacing the recently deceased Major Manny Tep with uh, the ship's new XO, uh, Sergeant Major Mabel, and uh, setting off on their less strict patrol orders um, to investigate uh, the source of this human uprising. Uh, they've just pulled over the Shining Core Mining Core Class 2 ship, the Kith. Uh, and uh, what do you do now? Uh, well, the airlock opened. Is there anyone there to greet us? Yes. There's um, six people uh, in the hold standing there waiting for you. All right. Um, License and registration. <laughs> uh, badoop. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take a look at this. Um, which one of you is the captain? That would be me. Uh, who am I speaking to? Uh, Captain Laramore. All right, is, what uh, race is he? She. What race is she? Is human. Okay. <laughs> uh, hello, Captain. I am Captain Dorvin of the GBC Pixis. How's that paperwork looking, looking uh, Chief? Well, I mean, the license is definitely out of date. I'm going to need to take care of that. Uh, can I? Uh, can Duke make some alterations to this registration to uh, create some more issues for him? Yes. All right, I tell Duke to do that. Do I roll interface for that? Yeah. That's an 11. What would you like me to change? All right, uh... Yeah, the registration, there's, so it's nothing like, strictly speaking, illegal, but a lot of their registration is filled out incorrectly, uh, and as <laughs> such, it is, in fact, invalid. Oh, dear. We're going to have to sort that out right away, otherwise you can't be flying at all as a commercial vessel, and I'd have to confiscate everything, and I don't want to do that. I'd hate to inconvenience you any more than we already have. Uh, how about we retire to your bridge, and uh, you give me a full log of your personnel, and we just sort everything out. By all means. 
And you wouldn't mind if I did a quick inspection on the cargo, would you? No. I'm just going to go ahead and look at the manifest, if that's fine. Uh, and I look for a computer terminal. Sure. Would you care for a physical inspection as well, Captain? Yes, of course. We want to make sure everything's sorted out. It seems like this vessel may... You may have... Uh, unfortunately, Captain, your, your corporation may have given you a, an unfit vehicle for flight. So we just want to make sure everything's squared away. Uh, yes, Lieutenant, if you could accom- uh, accompany us to the bridge uh, and just give that all a once over while we uh, sort out all the paperwork. Yes, sir. Okay, so where, what's everybody doing? Me and Tudge are still like basically in the room with the airlock. Yeah. With whoever remains there. The captain and Hasha are going to the bridge with at least their captain. Yes. Okay. And whatever other personnel the captain brings along. Uh, okay. Is there a way for me to send a picture of my cousin to y'all? If you have a picture... Uh, then yes. It would be in like an old family picture. <laughs> I'm, I'm also not sure that they'd be able to differentiate between Tenreki, my, my... Yeah, yeah, you can send us a picture and we're like, oh, it geez. looks like a hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that can come up on their data pads. For sure. I'll just, uh, I'm not going to tell anybody about it. I'm just going to go Beep. Uh, with a message that is like, here's my cousin. Okay. So, Captain, if you could uh, uh, transfer me a, a copy of your personnel log. Um, so I can uh, double check, make sure your crew's all sorted away. And uh, while my lieutenant here takes a look at your consoles, we should be out of your hair any moment. Sure. Yeah. Um, no problem. You saw my crew. They were in the hold. We were all there uh, when you entered. Um, but here's their ID verification. Just checking. There were no Tenreki aboard in the crew. Not that you saw. Okay. Right. Um, so... In the hold, I'm going to be like, well, if you'd like to do a, a physical inspection of the cargo bay, uh, Mr. Armstrong, uh, I'm just going to check out the uh, the terminal here. I'm going to take a look at the manifest, and we can do a cross-reference later. Uh, is there any crew remaining there in the hold with me? Yeah, they're all there with you except for the captain. That's fine. And uh, uh, how many of them are there? And what, Five. What species are they? So there's uh, three humans. A lolly, and um, a species you've not seen before. What? You've seen it before. Oh, okay. What is it? It's a 4-2. Oh, yes. I still... Exactly what happened with Captain Dorothy happens, but... I definitely am much more interested in looking at this personnel file than I was (laughs) actually uh, before. Um, So it looks like... Standard, proper employees, no indentured servants, and uh, the um, nothing seems out of order at all. And the four twos uh, file says is basically a page with their galactic ID on it. Are these all employees? That's what the manifest says. The shiny core, mining core. <laughs> now, I ain't never seen a four two in person. Have I ever? I mean, I imagine I may have been uh, educated upon them. Yeah, you you've probably heard rumors of them. There are no actual documented pictures of uh for two. Alright. Uh do I know any of their uh particular capabilities? You've heard rumors of all of their particular capabilities and probably more than what they actually can do. They're sort of like the boogeymen of clandestine services. They make your head blow up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm just clacking away. Uh, so I'm going to bring up the uh, 
the cargo manifest, basically everything that they're shipping. I'm going to look through that. Sure. Uh, nothing illicit, right? No. Of course not. Um, so I want to get into their system just a little deeper so I can program something. Sure. Um, Go ahead, roll access. I've got an eight here. Uh, okay. Um, so I'm going to write a program that uh, as soon as... Uh, basically, whenever this ship contacts corporate headquarters, it's going to send a copy of the transmission over to me. Okay. Uh, as your cost for that? Uh, I think they get my address. <laughs> I think they get like my... Uh, you're going to be blind... Co- or you're not, you thought you made like a blind copy, oh, but it's sure. a carbon copy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to know that it was sent to me. <laughs> sure. Which is neato. Um, and... While I'm in here, is there any uh, encrypted information about uh, the cargo? Uh, there is an entire block of cargo uh, that is in the starboard aft portion of the ship of the of the cargo hold that that doesn't have a destination and doesn't have uh, it just says cargo. Master Chief Armstrong, if you'll come with me to the cargo bay, I, we can uh, we can just do a real quick inspection and be out right away. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> we go we go to the cargo bay. Sure. Okay, let's check these. Uh, is there anything uh, like notable about the boxes in the starboard aft? Uh, so it's it's I think I said four, but it's eight boxes. It looks like eight boxes, uh, and they are about um, they're they're double stacked, and they're about uh, maybe seven feet tall, stacked one on top of the other, uh, and they make a square uh, of about the same size. So it's a cube that it's like a seven by seven by seven cube. Ooh. Uh, they're sealed and and locked. I think these are the ones we want to inspect. <laughs> All right, let me pop one of these suckers open. Uh, that would be, uh, physique. All right. <laughs> that is an eight. I'll get involved. I've got a nine. Uh, so you guys go to, you know, like wrench it open or whatever, however you're opening it. Well, I, I try to do it, you know, with finesse. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And I try to do it with a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> and what you realize is that these boxes are empty, but uh, you move them away and you try the next boxes and uh, they are those ones are electrified. And so you get zapped. <laughs> Brace for impact. <laughs> okay. That's an 11. Uh, 15. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So I guess is the thing I'm good at. (laughs) Getting hit by stuff, that's touch. I'm very protective of my new leg. (laughs) Um, So you just get like a little bit of shock. So you have a pervasive uh, dizziness, uh, touch. You're very dizzy. Whoa. And, and, uh. <laughs> and your new leg, Steve, is totally numb. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, ain't the first time I had to win a fight on one leg. <laughs> Are we fighting? I certainly hope not. Okay, put him up. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, not? 
<laughs> Sorry, hang on. I just, just take, I feel like I rolled around for a while. <laughs> take a minute yourself, Touch. Uh, okay. Duke, can you uh, you deal with these uh, uh, countermeasures as they were? Yes. That's a six. Uh, I guess I'll get involved. What is this access? Uh, or? yeah. Oh, gee. Ah. That's also a six. <laughs> <laughs> so Hooray! I will open it for you, but the animal has to roll around in a ball. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Tudge, you heard the man. <laughs> oh. Aren't you supposed to do what we say? I am doing what you say, but I need some amusement, too. <laughs> I'm working out the kinks, Touchy. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. So I, I like, I like lay down on my side, and I curl up into a ball, and I like kind of rock around like a little bit, and like I just I like roll the wrong way, like I roll sideways instead of forward. I'm like, oh, oh, it's so dizzy, so pervasive. <laughs> Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. I end up on my back. <laughs> the boxes are uh, actually make up a door. <gasps> what? Secret door. Seriously, what? I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, where does this door appear to lead? Into what looks like a... Um, Clandestine services uh, area. I recognize this door. <laughs> <laughs> I built many a door on the Pixis. <laughs> uh, I will uh, send an, uh, an encrypted comm to the captain. Just uh, give him a little rundown. Uh, hey, Dorvin. Uh, found a secret door. Just, you know, keep him occupied. Gonna take a look. Lieutenant, how's how's the uh, the consoles and navigation look? I'm I'm terribly sorry for the inconvenience, uh, Captain. As soon as we can uh, sort everything away, uh, we will give you the appropriate uh, bill to give to uh, Shiny Core Mining Core for all the infractions, and you can be on your way. Uh, with of course a uh, six galactic day time frame to uh, update all your paperwork and uh, improve on all the infractions. The consoles are. Looking all right, Captain, but it looks like they've done some cross-wiring, made some shortcuts that need to be uh, re rerouted. Ah, yes. Uh, could you get to work on that immediately, Lieutenant? Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, I'm actually going to work on it. Uh, what I'm doing instead of fixing things is making it so the console uh, shorts out whenever somebody tries to take off. Okay, roll... Um Expertise. That is a 10. Okay. That happens. <laughs> but um, it's not apparently noticeable. Um, and uh, I'm closing up the console. Did I get the message about the door, too? <laughs> um, uh, Captain, should I join, join the others back towards the, the ship? Yes, go ahead and make sure that the wiring down there is all, is all up to code as well. Uh, now... You'll see here, these are the forms you need to fill out, Captain. Uh, you need to uh, initial here, initial here. <laughs> she looks genuinely bem bemused. 
<laughs> Kill him. <laughs> Secret door. All right, yeah, I'm heading into this clandestine services tunnel. Yeah. And Hasha is heading toward that way as well. Yeah, can you flip me when you get here? <laughs> Show comes upon the uh, the upside down touch. It's like, what happened here? I think Steve forgot about me. He got real <laughs> excited when something happened. Uh, Steve and that new leg, he's just rushing off to all kinds of places. Now they can walk. <laughs> he got touch, and I assist touch, and, and we kind of like have to rock him back and forth a few, and yeah. a few times, but I get him back on his feet. Oh, thanks. Oh, hey, I get what he was excited about. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a thing. That's a door, Tudgy. I'm gonna walk in that door. I'm gonna follow you. Uh, also, Iota, if you could run a, uh, a scan on all these personnel, make sure there's no outstanding warrants or anything along those lines. Scanning personnel. Thank you. Okay, sure. Uh, why don't you guys do an assessment of this room? Is there a stat? Expertise. That's a seven for Hasha. Seven here as well. Seven's all around. <laughs> we just won the slots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. So um, this is very. This is a very interesting room. It's got all kinds of technologically advanced monitoring systems. It's got a cloaking control. It's got a bunch of um, what looks like an uh, an encrypted. Uh, node of some kind. Do these look like harvested parts from other ships? No, this looks like it was retrofitted into this ship. Mm. Um, it's a, a pretty narrow space. Like you, Tudge, are having a little bit of a hard time maneuvering through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Steve, you've been in one of these rooms before. Yeah, I reckon this seems familiar. And uh, this is a, a 100% a GBC Black Ops secure room. And I'm sure this is GBC and not Soul? It is not human. Uh, right. It's got the node as a quantum entangled node, which humans don't have. I am putting together a few things. Steve, you look like you're cogitating. Touch, I don't know what that means, but I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I th well, granted, uh, we've seen evidence of sort of uh, rebel human forces within the GBC, but I do believe we have pulled over an undercover GBC ship, which makes sense given the 4-2 on board. What? How do we keep doing the shit like this? Uh, I don't know. I, I, you're sure this is GBC? Humans ain't built this, I'll tell you that. Well, do you think they're on our side? Well, there's one way to find out. Yeah. That's... And I think I'm the highest ranking person in this room. <laughs> <laughs> you are the lowest ranked person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. I know you think that. <laughs> Just because you have nat master in your title does not mean that you're the highest ranked. Well, I'm not hearing that I'm not, so I'm going to go ahead and hack this tournament. <laughs> Hang on, scoot over. I'm going to help. <laughs> sure. Go um, ahead. I also, while I'm talking to the captain, the fact that she seems genuinely bemused, I'd like to try and get a read on her. Okay, sure. Yeah, roll an assessment. What am I using? I think it's probably influence. Okay. Uh, that's an eight. 
Okay. Um, so she, uh, from your assessment so far, is highly amused, a little annoyed, and has no in, uh, inclination whatsoever to do the paperwork you're about to hand her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no one ever does. <laughs> um, she also is highly observant. She didn't stop watching Hasha until Hasha left the room out of the corner of her eye, always keeping her in the periphery. She's trained, definitely, in something. I'll continue to uh, to give her the appropriate paperwork and tell her how to fill it out um, until I, like, if it runs its course, then it runs its course. I'm not going to make up paperwork for her. Um, that would be improper. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if there's no more no more things for me to to regulate, I will I will uh, probably rejoin my officers or at least go back to the airlock where the rest of her crew is. Um, but I'm trying to stretch it out to hear back from Iota. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, back to you guys. Yeah. So let's resolve you guys. Uh, so I got an eight. I have an eleven. But you were helping. I was getting involved, so I'll make that a full success. Okay. So you do. You uh, are able to open up that node. Um, and it, uh, it, uh, reveals that this ship has a direct link to, um, the, um, comms relay on the, uh, Lofton. I knew it. Captain. Yes, Iota? It seems all of these personnel records are fake. All of them? <laughs> yes, Captain. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and just open up a line from the secure confidential room to the bridge because I know there's a line and I know a different light comes up when they call from here. <laughs> uh, it seems I am being hailed. Do you mind if I answer it? Oh, no. Go right ahead. I, 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 uh, I'm almost done here. Hi there. <laughs> uh, I'd like to offer a very sincere apology. On uh, Captain Dorvin's behalf, uh, we're uh, sort of investigating something that uh, clearly we have interfered in your job, and we will get out of your hair and just move along and pretend we never saw you. Wait, 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 wait! Hang on, hang on. Are we sure that? Are we sure that they're still on our side? Even if this is GBC, you know. I listen, don't... listen here, Taj. <laughs> if Less than half the rumors I heard about a 4-2 are true. Ain't no way this ship is run by that human. <laughs> so I think we can rightly assume that, yes, they are on our side. What do you think, Captain? She puts the, the like, receiver down. <laughs> well, I'm looking at her. Can I get an assessment yeah. on her? She's confused and a little surprised. I think your crew uh, can fill you in a little bit. Um, well, at this point... The they say were... hello, by the way. All right. Uh, there's the paperwork there. I'll go rejoin them in the airlock. All right. Hey, w was that uh, encrypted node, was that a pivotal data cluster? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Boom! <laughs> uh, I do take a copy of anything on that node. Uh, so I'd like to take any information that appears relevant to our investigation without accessing anything that does not, just as professional courtesy. Sure, so you go to do that, and uh, you, you hear behind you, I wouldn't take what's not yours. Hello? You turn around, and the 4-2 standing, like, right behind you. 
I try to turn around, but there's not enough room. <laughs> Remind me what a 4-2 looks like. They um, are generally like dark green and blackish with like um, uh, snake-like scales uh, that sort of like fan out as they like come to the end instead of like being like super smooth. Um, they've got uh, pretty much like black uh, eyes and irises. They're, they're, they're snake like, mm-hmm. um, but, um, relatively humanoid. They've got, um, you know, two arms, two legs. They, they walk, uh, no tail. Um, and, uh, they're very slender and lithe. Um, and their heads are a little sort of like more pointed like a snake's, but only a little bit. Well, all right. Uh, don't suppose I could convince you to just share. Not at the moment. That's fair enough. I suppose I'll be on my way then. Wait, hang on. Can, can you tell me what it is you're doing here? No. Please? <laughs> I apologize on behalf <laughs> of my Dillo friend. I encourage you to rendezvous with your captain. You will be debriefed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, Hasha immediately sprints out of the... <laughs> out of the out of the room to the captain. Okay, c- could you could you just move a little to the left so I can hang on? I just gotta back up. Um, he like jumps and like parkours up to the top of the ceiling, so you walk underneath him. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, I make my way out. Uh, pleasure to meet you, friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I head back to our ship. Okay. A little embarrassed. <laughs> Yeah, I reconvene with these guys. Um, I bid adieu to the uh, uh, to the crew, um, keeping up all the pretenses just in case some of these people aren't in on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, board the Pixis. All right, so we just pulled over a ship that is one hundred percent GBC clandestine monitoring. Yes, um, but it, you did say it was affiliated with the Lofton. Oh, yeah. Um, we should maybe talk to them about getting a list of ships that are 100% GBC clandestine operatives. Yes, I'll, uh, I'm going to contact the commander right away. That's a good idea. <laughs> it's generally bad form in my previous line of work to, you know, pull over uh, other fellas in your line of work. Definitely. Captain, <laughs> Captain, there's a, there's a snake person. That would be a 40. Snake person. It, was, it made me feel really weird. Well, do they have any information they can possibly share with us? They might not have the authority to share with us without the without the confirmation from the commander. What about the snake person? Oh, would he have it? We did forget to get that. Right. Well, <laughs> pulling over a vessel that has an out-of-date uh, license is exactly within the purview of our, of our patrol operations. Well, maybe we can requisition that uh, ship's data then. Uh, Lieutenant, open up a channel to the commander. Yes, sir, to the... To who? To Commander Frost. Yes, yes, Captain, yes, Captain. Captain, you have an incoming call from the Kith. All right, patch me through. I uh, hope that your crew filled you in, Captain Dorvin. To the extent that they could. I still have questions. Don't we all? Uh, No hard feelings. Uh, Pretty impressed with your crew for even finding our clandestine room uh well done um they hacked the node uh to the lofton so just so you know that the lofton might be calling about that 
Um, I'll have a word with my crew about the uh, about following protocols and legality. Oh, Captain, Captain, Captain. Yeah, uh, the, yes, Lieutenant. The console. Yeah. I, I kind of messed up their console. <sighs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't know. I thought they were still pirates or something. Unfortunately, Captain, my crew sometimes takes the leisure. Uh, takes uh, uh, when I give them an inch, they take a mile. When it comes to uh, operating without running their plans by me first. Apparently, uh, my lieutenant here has mucked up your console. That's fine. Ari's already taken care of it. Excellent. Uh, yeah, no, I, um, professional curiosity is a, is, a, is a natural thing in my line of work. I can understand it. Uh, patrol ship, it's a, an odd place to find it. But um, yeah, if you, uh, if you need us, I suppose we'll be around. I think that you're looking for pirate affiliated mining core stuff according to your files yes okay. uh, we are but i do have there's one in particular uh one person in particular perhaps you've seen him uh given your insider status with the uh corporation yes it's a tenreki uh by the name of pick hasha pick hasha pick really sure yeah no <laughs> Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, go to these coordinates. Uh, he'll uh, he'll meet you there. Is he in your service? No. If you don't mind me asking your affiliation with him, uh, what what you know about him going in? It's been some time since we've gotten any uh, solid data on him. He's their shuttle driver, so he, he's a pilot. Uh, that's a really really generous term. Um, <laughs> He, uh, he's their shuttle driver and he, well, we pay him to give us information. This is where we normally meet him. So if you want to meet him, this is the place to do it without drawing attention. He knows everything about the pirates. He's one of them. But, you know, make sure that you've got everything tied down because he'll take whatever he can carry. <laughs> Thank you for your information and for your professionalism. <laughs> Likewise. Uh, yeah, call me if me, you need me. We're, uh, we're a little busy, but we'll try and help. Badoop. Is that a course of the coordinates, Cap? Yes. Also, please hail Commander Frost. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's funny. How come I do all the communications if, uh, if, if Mabel's the communications officer? She's primarily the communications officer in reference to the science team. Oh, yes, sir. You got it, sir. <laughs> Just thought I'd ask, sir. You know, one of those questions that's been burning in my mind. Here's the, here's, here's the, here's the, here's the commander. <laughs> commander Frost. Commander Frost. It's Captain Dorvin. Captain. I believe you received transmission from Captain Laramore. I did. You are you have a talent, sir. It does seem that way. Um, I wanted to apologize uh, if we've compromised any uh, uh, any operations. We simply saw an out of date license and decided to pull it over. Uh, yeah, they're fine. They'll be fine. They've handled a lot worse. Excellent. Um, we are now going to go and rendezvous with a confirmed member of the Tenreki. Uh, Pirate insurgency. One, uh, pick Hasha. Hasha. Yes, same name as my lieutenant. Is that a common name for Temraki? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it actually isn't a common name. They're cousins. Oh. <laughs> we believe this gentleman can uh, inform us uh, as to the doings of the pirates and perhaps 
give us some insight to what ties the pirates have with the Shiny Core Mining Core and any other organizations at work. All right. The board is green. Go for it. Thank you, Commander. Try not to uh, upset any more GBC confidential classified things. I wouldn't dream of it. Okay, sure. We make more enemies of our allies than we do our enemies. Lieutenant, why did you decide on your own whim to muck up the navigations? Oh, I still thought that they were pirates, Captain. I didn't want them going anywhere. Right, we hadn't confirmed anything yet. Right, no, we hadn't. You're right. Next time, give me a signal. Something. (laughs) Yes, sir. You got it, Captain. My apologies. So I can stop you? (laughs) 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 Uh... As you were, were, how long until we get to our, our destination? Oh, it looks like it'll take about two, three, four, five. That's about five or six days from here. Uh, it's two jumps away from uh, the Shining Core headquarters. Do I know anything about the planets in that sector? There are two planets of note in Sector 105, as well as one station. The coordinates are on the planet of Aerolex, which is populated by millions of people on flying cities. The cities are above a black ocean that the theocratic society deems as the pit to eternal damnation. Sounds pleasant. I love it. It is a world of unprecedented peace and prosperity. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Just wondering, out of curiosity, what's the other planet? The other planet has a corrosive atmosphere. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) With large jutting mountains coming out of the sea as spikes, most inhabitants are those of the digger races. Wait, is that me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. As well as the Tenreki. But hey, check out Aerolax. I, I, I found out I found this uh, lovely tourism website. Uh, apparently everyone there is an excellent neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's all you found out. Oh yeah, also their cities are flying. All right. Oh, and there's a black ocean underneath that they consider the pit to eternal damnation. Come again? <laughs> there's a black ocean underneath <laughs> that they consider the pit to eternal damnation. That sounds like fun. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, uh, appa- apparently this is a nice place to go and uh, get information from your uh, moles in pirate organizations. All right, well, set a course. You got it, Captain. Course set, but can we visit the other planet if we have extra time? Excuse me? If we have extra time, can we visit the other planet? If we manage to dismantle the criminal organization. Thank you, Captain. You're the best. (laughs) (laughs) I will give you leave. And we're off to the... What is is the name of the planet? Aerolux. Aerolux! So, uh, technically, it's half the crew rolls for cramped quarters. But I don't know how to divvy that up. There's no actual Dibs? guidance on that. We could just all do it. I mean, you yeah. could all do why, it. Why yeah. Why would we not? Quarters is amazing. Yeah, yeah do it's it. Pretty much the best. <laughs> I'm I'm going with Mabel. Yeah. I'm going with Armstrong this time. Uh, I guess in that case, I'm going with the doctor. Ooh, <laughs> intrigue. Oh shit. Damn. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll go with um, Tudge, actually. I haven't, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> All right, I rolled a seven for cramped quarters with uh, Major Tudge. So, Major Tudge, you, uh, you get to learn something about me. So, like... Um, that you don't already know, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're, um, you're doing, like, your paperwork on the ship. And, like, I just, like, kind of walk into your quarters. Uh, Major, how can I help you? Oh, I, you know, I just thought, you know, we haven't hung out in a while. I know you're busy, but, you know, thought maybe we could, we could talk like, like we used to back in Academy. Remember uh, when we bunked together? And uh, I used to stay up all night and tell you <laughs> all about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, um, why don't you ever talk about yourself? Major, this is a very informal line of, of questioning. Yeah, well, I'm a very informal guy. <laughs> Major, are you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult for me to get drunk. I would have to take, yeah, yeah, three, three pails, three pails. <laughs> you of all people should know, I, I prefer things to be by the book. I prefer, I, I feel comfortable in protocol. Why didn't you want to visit your sister? We were right by her planet. Yes, well, my, my sister's a very busy person. She decided to go with the uh, to go along the family business, that being politics. You may know my father's. He's one of the counselors on the Nexus. Oh yeah, I read his name in the news sometimes. Yes, it was always expected that both my sister and I would follow in my parents' footsteps to become politicians. That world never really spoke to me, so I decided to serve the GBC in a different way. Hey, for what it's worth, Captain, I think you're out here doing the real work. I appreciate it, Major. Hey, um, I'm not going to finish this pail. Do you want it? <laughs> no, and make sure Chief Armstrong uh, notates the loss of liquor. Oh, he knows. <laughs> I, I have a feeling he knows exactly how much liquor has been lost. <laughs> and if you'll excuse me, uh, I think there's someone else I got to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, as, you're, as you're leaving, I go, have a good evening. I hope so, too. <laughs> uh, I'm going to walk to the bridge. I, I rolled a 12, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. With, so... with, with Mabel. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So describe how the two of you bonded over the past few days. So uh, it starts when I when I go pass through the bridge and I see Mabel and I'm like, hey, uh, uh, you want to finish this pail? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, that's a lot. (laughs) Well, you know, okay, well, you don't have to have all of it. I just thought I just thought I'd offer because, you know, you work so hard and you're you're so good at your job and smart and everything. Um, okay. H- Hasha, can I take a break for... I'm taking a break for a minute. <laughs> oh. y- y- yes, sir. Such authority. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, I thought, thought, I'd, thought I'd offer. How's uh, the new job treating you? It's kind of the same. Oh. Yeah. I mean, except for the paperwork, which I now have to do in triplicate instead of duplicate. And 
it's harder to do it from the ceiling, which is my favorite way. And um, everybody now calls me sir, which is weird because most of the time I don't think they even know my real name. And and she goes on for like a really long time. And I listen. I don't get a chance to listen very often because no one on this ship opens up to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, well, Mabel, you're really deep. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for sharing. I I ran away. (laughs) (laughs) Did did they go somewhere else for the break, or did she just say, I'm taking a break, and then they, like, went up? I think we went to the bar. No, (laughs) no, we, like, went, like, two steps out. (laughs) Oh, they're, like, in the hallway. Just in the hallway, okay. You heard everything. Oh, I definitely heard everything. (laughs) I'm sitting at my console trying to hold back tears of joy and, like, (laughs) shivering to myself. Uh, All right, so I rolled a six with Armstrong. All right. Describe what caused the newest hurt feelings or bad blood between you. Um, so Steve and I are hanging out in the uh, officers club. Um, it's the nicest booth in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the nicest booth. And um, I suggest we go and play a, a game of darts and it, Steve, of course, turns into, into a drinking game. Um, <laughs> so we get through a few rounds, and uh, uh, eventually I start to beat him so badly that he's, he starts complaining and spouting off about how the virtual um, darts don't have any weight or anything to them. They're just like these they're holograms. They're fucking useless. And so he said, I need something with some like real weight that I can throw at the dartboard. Oh no. And so uh, <laughs> Stevie just reaches over and plucks out one of my quills and <laughs> says, yeah, this will do. And I'm over here like ah! And Steve, of course, throws the quill and gets a bullseye. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and that'll, that'll that'll do it. I <laughs> I can't yell at him or do anything. I'm just like I I am drunk enough that I stumble my way just out of the bar and and flip flip him whatever the intergalactic signal for the bird is. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> so uh, uh, right after that, hit the bullseye. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's it. Oh, oh, I shouldn't. Uh, yeah, shouldn't have pulled that. <laughs> that There's was blood dripping from the end of it. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> I hope that's not important. <laughs> I bet Doc knows if it's important. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I go, I talk to Doctor Quintanilla, and uh, I'm surprisingly cogent in asking about Tenrecki biology and whether or not I have done something merely stupid or quite terrible. <laughs> they do grow back. All right. Okay. Check on just stupid. Uh, but it is incredibly painful. I'm surprised that she didn't just ball up right there and ram you with all of her quills. Still just stupid. <laughs> okay. Do you need like a banana bag or something what's a banana bag it's it's electrolyte it's it's a human thing oh right 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 you we call it hangover cure (laughs) yes that would you like it hell yeah 
Oh, okay, lay down. All right. All right. And just a bit of a pinch. There you go. When you gonna, when's the pinch coming? It's, uh, it's already done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Excellent. So uh, I'm, I'm a little drunk as the night goes on. I do sober up a bit, and we... Uh, I am very interested in sort of field medicine, as I have been wounded in various places with limited <laughs> supplies. And we bond over uh, me gaining new medical knowledge about how to patch a person up with limited tools. Excellent. Well, I never thought you'd be a good student for the things. Well, you know, I mean, you got to pick things up quick on Titan or... Shiving, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, are you cozy here, or do you need help back to your barracks? No, I think I, I think I'll just stay here. All right. I'm going to leave now. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> she goes. Would you say the medical knowledge I gained yeah, counts yeah. as a vital uh, lesson? A lesson about vitals. <laughs> hey, hey, though. Uh, uh. Only because it's the podcast. <laughs> what do you do? Well, once we're a day out from our destination, uh, I suppose we want to um, hail your cousin. I don't know your relationship with your cousin. Is he going to be receptive to a phone call from you? He'll be receptive, Captain. I'll tell you that. We uh, don't have any bad history between us. It's just him and the rest of the family. All right, then. Uh, I'll let you set up the meet. Um, yes, sir. Do you think... Do you think there's any chance at all that I, that he could get the same deal as I got? Certainly. If he's willing. I'll do my best, Captain. I nod and loom out of camera range for the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm just going to... I'm not... Am I in uniform? Generally speaking, you would be in uniform of some kind. Can we just do a vocals-only call? Sure. Uh, so I... Call up old pick. Hey, Bucky, I'm just going to, you know, answer this call. Leave me alone. You, you, you are, hello. Hello. Hey, is this pick? Yes. Pick, it's cousin show. What? Your cousin, Nashikali? Yeah, uh, uh, hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Show, show, little show, show. Uh, yeah, well, they don't call me a little show, show anymore. <laughs> uh, I think everybody still calls you a little show show. <laughs> I think you're still the only one pick. <laughs> nah. Well, what you been up to these days? Oh, uh, you know, making a living. Yeah, I, I, I uh, called up your mom and she was complaining about how little you call her. Yeah, I, I didn't let her know what's going on. I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You do? She said you ping her like once every month and a half. Are you my mom? What, what are you calling for? <laughs> hey, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just worried about you. What? Hey, I'm, <laughs> I, anyway, your, your mom told me you were up in this area, and I figured I'd give you a call since uh, I'm, I'm doing a little traveling myself. Okay. Yeah. What's uh? Well, you 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 need like a like a like a tour guide or something? I can arrange like a tour for you. No. For... Well, to tell you the truth, I'm I'm kind of looking for a job pick. Yeah, I finally moved out of Hephaestus. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, you you still flying things? I'm still flying things. Yeah. Best damn pilot this side of the galaxy, tell you what. All right. Uh, uh, where, where are you? Where are you? You're in the in Rakesa? Yeah, I'm in Rakesa. Here, let me, let me uh, ping you my location. Oh, you're real close. Real close. Am I, I just knew you were up in this sector. I didn't know exactly where. 
What fortuitous luck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, actually, this is this is some luck. What for? For two luck. <laughs> Are they good at luck? I mean, I know that they're all funny. That, that, that's not quite what fortuitous means, cousin. I'll teach it to you when I get there. Yeah, I got it. I got, I got some work you can do for show. All right. <laughs> you see what I did there, little show show? That's <laughs> oh, great. Ooh. I'm the best. Mm. All right. So the comedy, the comedy career is really working out for you, huh? No, no, I, I'm, I'm doing some driving, but you know, we, we, we can always use some more pilots. Uh, yeah. So why don't you, uh, meet me? Uh, do you know where Aralax is? Oh yeah. Yeah. I know where Aralax is. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to be there in like four days. Uh, you should, uh, you should, uh, come meet me at, uh, I'll, I'll send you the address. You can come meet me. All right. Good, good talking to you, cousin. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Stop talking to my mom, though. This is weird. Oh, I can't talk to my aunt? Not about me. <laughs> You're all she ever talks about. That's not my fault. Well, how about I call your mom and talk to you about, talk to her about you? I bet she'd be glad to hear from you. Oh, you're right. All right. I'll talk to you later. All cousin. right. Bye. Lieutenant, you could have just told your cousin that you were in the GBC. He's an informant. He, it'd be easier to meet with him just in case he's, uh, you know, double-crossing captain. I know my cousin Pig. I look, I look uh, hush up and down, you know. All right, then. Little show-show? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tudge, please don't ever call me that. Okay. Please don't ever call me that, Tudge. Mm. I can't stress that enough. Okay, well, I, you know, I can respect it when people have names that they don't want to be called. <laughs> that aren't their real name. <laughs> I ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> I say passive aggressively I'm still to no one. The <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I figured it'd just be safe, Captain. We can still we can still invite him aboard the ship. I'd just rather not give him a heads up, if you know what I mean. Right. Where is he going in four days? Uh, I think he sent us the address. Where is that at? Uh, it's on uh, Aralax. The uh, the planet the, that that's the, oh, the one the one we're nearby. Yeah, that's the okay, one we're okay, talking cool. about. T- uh, the the a different location than the than the GBC meet location. It's like a it's like a hotel salunary place on one of the other flying islands. Um. Sh- so, what do you think, Captain? Should we go there now and wait for him? Should we try and get some more information? Well, how many days are we out? We we were a day away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I have one concern with this course of action. What's that, Captain? If your cousin is trying to recruit you into illicit me uh, into illicit business, there could be other people there. Meaning? Meaning your cousin wouldn't be meeting us alone. I suppose that's true, Captain. What do you uh, What do you think? We need to do some covert operations or something. Well, if uh, if he brought other criminals with him, they might be useful sources of information. It's quite a variable situation. We don't know what he's going to have with them, what they're going to have with them. I'm more or- inclined to think. Perhaps we should, I should call him as a GBC officer in a couple days' time and arrange to meet him at the official space. We'll know he'll be on the planet. All right, Captain, if you think it's the best idea. That way we can capture him before the meeting. And then the illicit meeting, if it's something that we want to perhaps get one of our men in on, you can bring him with you. Sounds good, Captain. Um, But first, I suppose we need to hit Atmo and... uh, Check in with the the local GBC station. 
Uh, I'll bring up the coordinates right now, Captain. Thank you, Lieutenant. You're quite welcome, Captain. Uh, so as you um, fly down into uh, the planet, it is literally floating islands of cities being kept up by pulsars of of um, of, of energy um, above a black ocean that has waves, but there's no other color. It's just this like obsidian black that's not that like matte black. There's no sign of life in there or anything. The cities are a couple of hundred feet above the uh, the crest of the waves. Um, and they are very advanced and they're multicultural. There are signs everywhere uh, about attending church and being a good neighbor and the tenants of the um, of the religion. Um, everybody seems quite peaceable. Um, you get to, uh, you are able to dock and get a, um, are offered room and board for, um, the duration of your stay and are granted access to local GBC resources. Um, they just warn you that the religious nature of the area can be a little, um, off-putting. <laughs> And to be be cautious because it is in fact a, a theocratic uh, designated theocratic planet. Off putting, but everybody's so nice. I'd like to attend church. Simply make sure you're on your best behavior and you try not to offend any of the believers. Well, of course not. So with that, you guys set up. What do you do? Um, well, uh, we we'd set up in whatever quarters are available to us, or we just hang out in the ship, I suppose. Um, I would give. Everyone but Lieutenant Harsh will leave to explore the planet slightly. Uh, I would request Lieutenant Harsh remain in uh, at least the GBC headquarters, if not the ship, so as not to uh, tip her cousin in that she's already on the planet. Um, in about a day's time, I will call the cousin as a GBC officer, arranging uh, for intel. Okay. Uh, well, you do that. And... Uh we will find out what happens next time. On Tudge Goes to Church. Let's go to church, Tudge! This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or specifically approved by Sean Gomes, the creator of Uncharted Worlds, powered by the Apocalypse. The Apocalypse World Engine is property of Lumpley Games, owned by Vincent Baker. For more information, go to www.uncharted-worlds.com or www.lumpley.com.